there. Welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix. Powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube. Presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app where we actually make money. We're doing it all the time. Hip, hip, hooray. Download that app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. Well, it's been for us. Finally, getting in the groove, throwing our weight around the JM streets, being sharp, doing all the things that we do. Me and you, the Corks Stats crew. What's up, everybody? Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in just a minute, hopefully after I've earned it because I've been up for quite a while, I'm going to ask you for a cartoon finger. Press the YouTube like button because it matters just way more than it should. We have a ridiculous amount of work to do. I continue to pile on more and more stuff into the show. Five pounds of shite in the three pound box. We're doing blue chip stocks using run the Sims projections for the highest projected players at each position. Then we'll do our penny stock segment, just some value stuff, same projections, but from a cost per point analysis, adding in the IPOs and some application for jock market for the main slate coming up on Sunday. And then I got a six pack of props. We're going to pick a pack of player props for you at the very, very end. But enough of that. We need more of this. The fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere with me, the one man band, the big dude with the big mouth from the big Apple, big Johnny Stud banging a bass drum, doing a harmonica, playing every instrument, you know, in the orchestra. Let's get down and do the thing we do. Come on, everybody. It's your blue chips brought to you by Jock Market. Love that app so much. I can't believe we're doing very, very well. And I think this is you now the preeminent Jock Market show. Let's let's just dive right into it. Again, for the audio-only listeners, I do have all this stuff on a schnazzy little graphic, just so you can see everybody next to each other. Sometimes visualizations help when there's so much information, right? So at the quarterback position, our top five quarterbacks as projected by Run the Sims. Get with them if you can. Love that stuff as well. Joe Burrow at the very, very top, 24 and a half, with a bit of a gap before we get into the rest of the quarterbacks. So Jackson, Lamar at 22. Mahomes, Patrick at 22. Brady and Herbert, both at 21. So remember, we're not overreacting to single points. We then have to apply this stuff in jock market. It's as much about the price as anything. Remember, you tie yourself. Every play is weighted individually, let's say. Whereas DraftKings is more leverage, ownership, correlation with players. Jock market, it's really about isolation and price finding. So right off the bat, if any of these players are coming in cheap, right, that's that's how you pretty much how you rank them in jock market. That's really it. Just to give you an idea, I got some projection ownerships here. You know, Burrow and Lamar up over 10 near 11. Herbert at 9. Mahomes and Brady down below 6. I think I really like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's really good anytime you can get him. Also, Mahomes excellent against the zone and San Francisco plays a ton of that. He leads the league in EPA per dropback on zone plays as well as like everything else you know. Mahomes is awesome. Shocker, 106 passer rating, 0.34 per attempt. That's also a league lead. Patrick Mahomes, very, very good. Tom Brady as well. And Justin Herbert couldn't get a, you know, a little less ownership than Burrow and Jackson. Although I do like Burrow and Jackson more. Jackson, of course, has the ability to pop the top. The whole world is on Joe Burrow because of that defensive matchup. Atlanta Falcons, very, very bad. 385 total yards per game, almost six yards per play. They will allow 39 yards per drive, more than three minutes time of possession per drive, and more than 75% drive success rate. You're like, how, do these, how does this team any good? Well, they're not very good. They just play close. 
again, they don't make mistakes. So I guess if that's something good in the NFL. But the pass defense has been terrible. 15% pass DVOA. They've only gotten eight sacks for a 4% adjusted sack rate. All those are near the bottom of the board. Allowing 40 attempts, 28 completions for over 280 yards, seven per attempt, more than 10 per completion. That's the Falcons. Again, their defense is keeping the offense off the field. So you think Burrow could light it up. They're starting to get going. Also, we noticed Burrow took only like two snaps on the center. Keep an eye on that. You can follow me on Twitter at John Legaze. I've been covering that. I think that's the next pendulum shift that we're seeing is the two. Let's just do it quick because this stuff matters. It's going to resonate throughout all of your football work. The influx of the too high shell, right? Those deep coverages has stunted the deep pass. Defense is basically saying we want the player furthest back so we don't get beat long. Okay, that makes sense. That kind of squished a lot of teams, still trying to force their hand. Now they're realizing, well, you could try and go shorter. A couple of the smart guys at Underdog and the Athletic Pod talking about stunts happening up at the line of scrimmage. Defensive line stunting around centers and confusing them, allowing for pressure. Now, if you're trying to go for deep passes and you're under pressure, what happens? You end up getting smushed. So there's the reason for the 10% drop in points where we've seen teams now kind of shift. Like I said, that juke move has been Indianapolis and Cincinnati. Both of them went pure shotgun. The idea making sense. They're going to be able to work more short and intermediate reads because they could see the field. All right, there's that was definitely worth a like button. Go press the like button. Pretty, pretty please with sugar on top. All right, now let's do the running backs for these blue chips. It's Austin Eckler. Now remember, if you're seeing matches across the blue chips, right? So you connect Herbert to Eckler. You know they're going to be very, very popular. But again, in jock market, IPO stands above all. We don't know what the ownership's going to be in conventional DFS. We have to guess now. Some of these programs are pretty good. Jock market lets us know, right? So if Eckler is cheap, then you play him. And if Eckler is really, really expensive, then then you don't. You know, so like, I, really, I just really kind of like Jock Market from that lens where you could predetermine where you want to go. Maybe say Eckler, $6.50, $7, give him a chance for that three and a half to four times pop. And other than that, you say, no, thank you. And then let's just do the running backs because I don't want to, you know, again, we have so much work to do. Eckler, Fournette. Jacobs, Barkley, and Hall. Again, really all, maybe I don't say worthwhile bidding, but they are worthwhile bidding because the projections are so close. Hall the lowest at 19.5, Eckler the highest at 22. In a PPR game, talking about catch, you know, for 10 yards. Right, so this is probably a pretty good example of why we're not trying to overreact to the, you know, slight disparity in projections. You know, you get into the usage, all these guys, extreme, extreme usage you know Brees Hall now taking the majority of the rushes I've been looking I like to look back at like two or three weeks back Brees Hall's 279 rush yards just in the past couple weeks he's been amazing getting 90% of the goal line steps as well so you can get with him and he's getting targets 14% of the team target share in that time span so if he's the one that maybe you're thinking oh not so much because of the matchup the Denver matchup is tough but the way that the Jets are working around the line of scrimmage it's He's going to get a ton of touches. Like, right right now, you got to think Brees Hall is set to get, like, 20-something touches. Like, at least two dozen touches. So, if he ends up IPOing or projecting low, that's a guy that I really like. And for the rest of these guys are awesome, right? Barkley and Jacobs. These guys are, are excellent. DraftKings, I think it becomes a ownership thing in jock market, right? It becomes an IPO thing. So, I do have the ownerships here for the running backs. They're all at at least 13. Josh Jacobs at 31 
percent. So if you're going to take an obvious fade, you get away from Jacobs, maybe get a little, little bit of like Devontae Adams in that game, right? A good way to get away from chalk is to get another very good player in that same game. So I think that one jumps off the page. Josh Jacobs with the just ridiculous 31% ownership, he's going to be hard to get to. So I probably won't, but if his IPO is below eight bucks, then he's totally viable in jock market. And I think that's one of the reasons is a greater than sign for jock market over DraftKings into the wide receivers. We go. Jamar Chase at the top. He exploded last time. So there's that connection I talk about. We have Burrow leading up the quarterbacks, Chase leading up the wide receivers. So everybody and their mom expecting the Bengals to throw on the Falcons. Maybe that's a spot we have to fade as much as I like them. To Michael Pittman, again, I I mentioned the Colts going to that hyper use of the shotgun. Keep an eye on that. If that's the case, he's going to be a PPR absolute monster, right? So uh, just don't be afraid. I mean, especially the Tennessee pass defense is also putrid right now. I got some cool stuff on them as always right you know how i roll pass defense for tennessee despicable 18 percent pass dvoa that's in the bottom five allowing 25 completions on 36 attempts per game 287.6 passing yards per game i believe that's worse than league 7.9 per attempt almost 12 per completion 2.4 touchdowns allowed per game those are all firmly in the bottom bottom one or bottom two so expect the Colts and the Pittman to get going again I think I like all the Colts guys especially in jock market if they're really cheap again great spot to get paying cheap players in good spots that people are not really onto and without I think I've noticed this also less popular players get less steam in jock market because of you don't because of not having to tie them into these teams, right? So people going with Colt stacks, right, are drawing in Pierce. They're drawing in Ryan. Because jock market is individualized, I think you see less of that. There's less stacking because you feel less of a need to. Now, I'm not saying that you need to stack, but I am saying that it leaves a bit of a blind spot on, you know, what do you want to call them, fringy guys, right? So a guy like Pierce could have the really low IPO. We're going to love him in that case. Whereas if Pittman ends up above nine bucks, it's easier to let him go. All right, tight ends, more familiar names. As always, it's Kelsey and Andrews. It's like a stamp. I don't think I've had to move that image in the past like three or four weeks and then wrapped up with David Njoku. Although Kelsey at 19, Andrews 17, Njoku all the way down at 11. So, you know, right now it's pay up for the big premium guys or not. Sorry, I got to back up. I went a little too fast got ahead of myself sorry about that everybody with the wide receivers let's wrap it up that below Pittman was Debo Samuel who I think takes a knockdown now with CMC yeah he's gonna be hard to get to Debo's just gonna be hard to make those ceiling projections he's still a yak monster and it's gonna be fun in GPPs but and as far as Jock Barker goes or like cash games DFS I'm out to Amon Ross St. Brown I want to see it first and I don't think the matchup is good for them they're facing Dallas Yes, Amonra is awesome. He's goaded. And the Lions offensive line is pretty good. But the Dallas defense is awesome. Like one of my you know, top two or three defenses in the league. They will be focusing on a Brown and with uh, Diggs back there. So it, today's an easy day. I think to let's just make sure Brown gets out of the game healthy. But it's a good spot because people are going to be piling on him. Let them have it. Awesome stuff. Love that. And then T. Higgins, the triple connection. Gosh, we're going to have to hold our nose and fade the Bengals in DFS, I think, which is really, really tough when you see these projections. Higgin to Chase, both above 19, Burrow at 24 and a half. You can see how the math would get there with the Falcons, unless, of course, you know, they're just able to keep it close and sit on the ball, like I mentioned. And that would just keep maybe the Bengals to 24 with a super stack. You have to pay all the way up for doesn't get there. So I think 
you know, it's not just a pure, everyone's on it, so I'm off it. There are pathways where the Bengals just don't smash. So I'm having trouble seeing it. I'm not really buying what the Falcons are selling. All right, so that's our blue chip section presented by Jock Market. Hope you enjoyed that. Remember, let's do it just really quick. I think that's, you know, because I speak so fast, I think sometimes it's important we go back. So I really do like Burrow, but I'm going to let it go. You got to like Jackson if he's low-owned because of the ability to run. I want to see if Bateman's playing. I think Bateman is a huge boon for the for the Ravens. I really do. Mahomes is my guy here. Anytime the Chiefs are being unsold, uh, spoiler, I'm betting on the Chiefs this weekend. Anytime the Chiefs are being unsung, unsold, they're coming in cheap, owned. Just give me the Chiefs. They're awesome. They find a way to do it. Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the world right now. The running backs, I think I think it's Hall, man. I hope there's not a Jets homerisms. I think it's Hall just because I think the ownership will be... The lowest, if not, I like Barkley. As much as I like Jacobs, I'm going to get away from the ownership. Wide receivers, I do really like Pittman for the underneath stuff. But I'll be keeping an IPO on the other Colts wide receivers. And then it's probably Higgins. Because of the similar projection to Chase, the price is much lower. So is the ownership. So give me Higgins, wide out, blue chip, and then tight end. I guess it's always Andrews. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to say it doesn't matter. But, you know, it's Kelsey, it's Andrews, all these guys. It's however you can get exposed to these guys. I was trying to get a share of them in jock market because they seem to always profit on a main slate, at least, right? Showdown, down. The price go crazy. All right, so there's a bit of everything. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod the ball is now across the 50 let's get it up into the red zone with the penny stock segment but first let me just take a quick breath you know uh this ain't easy i'm back it's the penny stock segment brought to you by a jock market download the app absolutely love it remember the this is where we're gonna make your bones if you're afraid of playing jock market now is the time to play these are the times to play is the main slate in particular, as people are starting to take their attention away from football, it's just natural. Everyone's all excited. Now players are hurt and some games stink. And a lot of teams stink. People are disappointed. Their fantasy teams are out and they get away from it. Also, we have people using season-long stats, which are very misleading because of injuries creating usage spikes. So the pathway is open for edge on these main slates for new players in jock market. My best advice is get the promo cash and play the cheap players on this list. Like, there's the cheat code. You know, we're always looking for the next thing and how to kind of, you know, break it all. And doing this kind of cost report analysis is a very good way to get ahead in jock market. I've done very well myself on it. But if you're new, you really got to worry about not losing. And I think the $100 is more than enough. Let's just dive into it. You'll see exactly what I mean. Also, if you've been following the show, thank you so much. I really do appreciate the people that have been here from the beginning and following through the weekends, I know it's 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 a lot. You know, it is it's a lot, and I, I like I said, I appreciate it and put the work in to hope that you see that. So what we've noticed, and I think it's it's for sure from baseball as well, when a player rings on the top totals, and also rings on the values, you really got to give it a second look if you were thinking about feeding it. And there goes Joe Burrow, 24.5-point projection at the very top, which we saw. The 6.9 salary is very low, giving us a $281 cost per point. Remember, we always want to have our eye on $250 because at $250, that's a median projection for 200 DraftKings points. Wowza. Keep that in mind. Remember, just because something is cheap doesn't mean it's valuable, a value, and just because something is expensive doesn't mean it's not 
So Burrow is getting the ownership at a 10%. Maybe it's enough to just say, you know what, man, don't be too cute with ownership. Get your differentiation elsewhere. Or if you're a multi-entry player, even if it's not 150, let's say you're a 5, 6, 10 entry player, get Burrow in. So I know I talk through these things to help people see the methodology behind it because I think that's also very important, right? So you could kind of do this stuff on your own. It's also important to be malleable and as more and more data is coming in to say, oh, I don't know, so... And here's a better example of how we differentiate. So on the right, you'll see again the preeminent jock market show. Nobody doing like it like this, combining all the different types of platform information. It can't be found. You have to go and mine it and scrape it and add it. And that's why no one does it because it's hard work, something I'm certainly not afraid of. So Burrow with the 10% ownership, which I mentioned in DFS, is viable for a piece of your portfolio. If the IPO is at 935, and I do find for very good players, these are a bit on the low end. If Burrow gets their $10, I'm going to say nay. And the reason is simple. It's a 200-player slate. The top share returns $25. You're only giving yourself a chance for a two and a half times return to be the best out of 200. And there, I'm not going to get to, but we get to cost per point in DraftKings. That's where you open the door. So if you really want Burrow, I think you get to it in DraftKings, not so much IPO. Although, you listen, jock market, these are just projections. We don't know where it's going to end up. If Joe Burrow ends up at $8 or below, then you go get him in jock market, right? So that's why another another greater than sign for jock market. You have to be sharp. You have to know where your own kind of parameters are. All right, then it's Tom Brady, 21.6.3 salary for the sub-300 cost per point, 6% ownership, 775 IPO. That kind of rings a lot more boxes. Carolina defense is okay, but they're just surrendering right now. And I think when you lose a locker room, I think it's a wrap, right? So with the coach and our star players leaving, you could see... This one just getting to like 35 to nothing. Brady's got to be pissed because they got upset by the Steelers. That game was a joke. So I think Brady and the Bucks bounce back. I like Brady, especially to Godwin. Spoiler alert, he's coming up in a bit. But let's do the running backs first. Josh Jacobs, 21.6.530831 slash. How about that, baby? You know if you speak in that language, then you hang it with us. But at 6.5 DK Bucks... Keeping your course for point near 300, again, why we like the main slate so much and why I recommend it so highly to new players, because the dollars go a lot further, right? You have to pay up a, almost triple for a player share in a showdown, and a lot of times the player is not nearly as good. So because of the wide field that I mentioned, we're looking for the cracks in the armor. So if Josh Jacobs, who's the 31% ownership, is not viable for DFS, so this is the flip side of Burrow, again, feather in the cap, application to the four, context and nuance, just pouring out your nose, right? So Burrow, you let the ownership, because it's at 10 and comparable, get into DFS contest and away from the IPO because it's too high. Josh Jacobs, the 31% ownership is too high. You let that go in DFS. The 705 IPO is beautiful. That's where you get to it. So that's why I'd like to have access to multiple platforms because it's not as easy as I like Josh Jacobs. That is low IQ analysis. You have to go a bit further. That is how we do the thing that we do. Boom. I don't know I could do it any better. If that didn't earn a like button, I'm never going to earn it from you, so maybe I should just stop asking. Brees Hall, who I mentioned, has this similar projection to Josh Jacobs, but his IPO is at 5.5. Oh my goodness. You know, if you're going to save 
50% of the share, that's where you go for the IPO. Love Brees Hall. People are afraid of the Denver matchup. His IPO might fall short of 550. Give me all the Hall. Damien Pierce, 19-point projection as well. 6.4, cost per point. Ownership at 16, similar to Hall. But his IPO is even lower. So you got you. here's another great lesson if you're playing Jock Martins. You can't allow the DraftKings crowd, because that's a lot of the analysis we hear, to influence you. You have to go kind of dig through the IPOs. My best suggestion, because it's very difficult to dig through 200 players, especially as they're moving when you get closer to game time, you can tell I play this stuff, thank you, is use the favorites. You know, you can't, I wouldn't say you can't place bids early, I don't know how advantageous it is. What you should be doing is checking all the people on this list. And then that way you're not worried about the big list, you're worried about a small list, and you could monitor these guys, because you may get back, because this does happen, you may circle back some of them and say, well, how is Damian Pierce 450? And that's where you want to get, right? You may have said, oh man, everyone's going to be on Damian Pierce. What if Josh Jacobs falls short of $7? You want a piece of that. You don't want to just automatically write it off. So use the favorite stuff and then go from there. So Jacobs, Hall, and Pierce, all really good plays. But again, it depends which board we're going to put that piece on. Let's do the wide receivers quick. I got to get some giddy up in this game or, you know, extend it. So I got Garrett Wilson here. That's where I'm going to get away from. I, I'm, I'm not into that. So Moore is not playing... You know, I challenged Patrick Sertain with Mike Williams. Garrett Wilson is not nearly the player and near as Wilson, the quarterback. So get away from that. Even if the closer point says so, I'm going to say nay. I may go with Zay. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. I guess I've been a Zay Jones truther. Things I didn't know I'd be saying. But it has more to do with the IPO. So here's another player where I'm not really too interested in DraftKings. The 4.4 salary, 12-point projection, not great. 350 bucks, good but not great. 6% ownership, good but not great. The 274 IPO, that's where I want to be, right? That's the thing that we want to dig our teeth into. You know, Jones has been good. He has missed some time, but he is responsible for a large part of the you know, usage there, 76% route per drop back, 80% of snaps, 166 routes, he's earned 37 targets, 19% of the team target share, 18% of their air yards, and they mix them up wide um, and in the slot. So sometimes as stinky as it, right, as stinky as it can be, that's kind of how you're going to get the, the edge in jock market is finding the guys at the very, very bottom that are actually getting, you know, that are getting love. So I know it's not like, it's not like the most beautiful play. You might absolutely love that one. Why am I struggling so hard for Jones? Oh yeah, because he's, he's missed games, sorry. So, you know, that's why I was trying to get the, the totals. It can be hard to mix that stuff. So Z Jones idea sticks though. Heavy usage at a sub $3 IPO is awesome something i also like to do again you can tell i actually play this game is when we get down to the ipos search by price and just make sure that no one we mentioned or no one that you really like is really really cheap because sometimes player shares are going off for like you know less than a dollar and they have a chance to go six seven eight hundred percent again that's why we want to focus on the main slate yaa I recommend people demo play the showdowns, but I get live for these mean slates. There's a lot. Just ignore everybody over six bucks. If you're worried about losing, you lose their money. Don't lose your money, right? That's, listen, that's smart. You can tell I care. I really do. Then it's Higgins, Higgins, Higgins. I'm combining Higgins and Godwin. You know I'm in a rush. Higgins, Godwin, and Cooper. These you can all do at the same time. 
the reason why Cooper stands out is the IPO. So Higgins, Godwin, and Cooper, all with very similar projections between 16 and 18 again. In a PPR world, that's just nothing, not worth reacting to. The salaries are all within $300,000 DK. That's the difference in the defense. That's negligible. So the cost per points are all really good. What does that tell you? Think about this group in particular for DFS. Because the ownerships are all at 14 or below. That's all viable. And if you're going to get that low cost per point with very good players, right? So, again, sometimes good players fall through the cracks because of narratives, matchups, and the like. I think that's a very good way. I mentioned it before. A very good way to get different in a strong suit, right? A strong way to do it is stick with good players that just are not popular at the time. Rather than trying to pick the next bad player. And I know I mentioned Zay Jones. He's not a good player. But $3 IPO. I'll wear that one. When you get over 550 like we're expecting for Godwin and Higgins, you got to have good players. But they're very good players. So if Higgins IPO is at 613, I think Higgins is one of the few guys I like in both DraftKings, DFS Conventional, and jock market so right pieces on the board amari cooper smash and i probably get it i mean even get away from it for dfs because i might be so exposed in jock market if his ipo comes in below four bucks cooper's usage has been just off 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 the charts 88 percent of dropbacks he runs a route leading the team 82 percent of snaps 200 routes so far earned 55 targets these are all the team lead 28 percent team target share 35 and a half percent of the team air yards 28 percent target per route run almost two yards per route run 11 air yards per target i mean it's everything you want again i've like <clears throat> i have swung and missed on cooper this year and his props and it's frustrating <laughs> but you can't let that stuff get you because if you aim at a prop and you miss but the guy gets 12 targets I try not to, it's a loss, it costs your money, but you obviously had something going on there. So those are all the stuff and things. Let's just wrap it up really quick. Cade Otten is the tight end. Love Otten. He's gotten some elite, elite usage. Nine-point projection, only 2.7 thousand salary. It's going to be Otten versus Dulcich, right, in the DraftKings streets. But why we love Jock Market so much is, like King Solomon style, we won't have to decide. So give me Otten and give me Dulcich in Jock Market. Dulcich paid the bills in the showdown. I told you I got I had 20 shares of him. That was excellent. So Otten bringing in that 300 cost per point to 5% ownership, which I really like. The 450 IPO is a bit of a... I wish it was a little bit lower. You know, in fact, wouldn't you rather have Amari Cooper than Cade Otten for... You know, a 10% discount. The answer is probably yes. So keep an eye on the Otten IPO. Same for Dulcich. If those guys go over $5, I'm not interested, right? So again, you know, knowing when to pull the plug, when to hit that eject button. And boom, that's the penny stock section. Rate, review, and subscribe. So again, just a quick recap. I think you got to like Burrow no matter what. I think we're going with Jacobs in Jock Market. Oh, instead of DFS, Give me Hall on both platforms. Give me Pierce in jock market. Fading Garrett Wilson. Give me Zay Jones in jock market. Higgins across the board. Godwin in DraftKings. Cooper across the board. And Otten is going to be more price dependent in JM. Boom. Okay, we are up in the side the 10. Let's, uh, let's score the rock, but let me just take a quick breath first. All right, here we go. It is week seven. Sim the props. Switch it up a little bit. I like to respond to listener feedback. I really do mean that. You know, get up in the comments after you rate, review, and subscribe. You can hit me up on Twitter. Tag us on Twitter. Tag Pat on Twitter. Tag the network on Twitter. Just hit us up, man. We want to hear from you. And like I said, I will respond. I have had people ask 
for more props. <laughs> you know, why, why we have a whole slate? And I was just kind of giving one, just because I didn't want to overdo it. Like, that's really at the core of it, is I don't want people to overstand and get themselves in trouble. So let me preface it with this. More bets doesn't have to mean more risk. If you were risking $50, you could still risk the same $50. If you're risking $100 and across the board. So please, 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 don't take this as, we're going nuts. When That's not what this is. In fact, my style is quite the opposite. And probably one of the lessons I need to learn is to open my own ticket a little bit. Expand my own ticket and give myself more chances. Because no matter how sharp you think you are, how good you think you are at handicapping, when you isolate a weekend, a day, a night, a slate, whatever, to a single bet, it's become very binary. You hit it and you win. You lose it and you don't. Right, and 100% loss is not necessarily what we're looking for. I think, I think you know, the more I verbalize and more I try and see it, I think that makes a little bit more sense. So if you're into more of this stuff, I'm going to expand on these a bit more when the alt props comes out. I post them on, on Twitter and on Patreon, but it's 100, Patreon's free uh, for now. John Legaza, MLB, NFL, moving averages, all the same stuff. It's streamed on Twitter, you know, whatever. If you're a true degenerate and you're into... Um, NFL betting, I have the CLV model as well. All right, let's do the pick-up. We're going to pick a peck of player props. For the audio-only listeners, I've kept you in suspense long enough. Hop on over to YouTube and grab a screenshot for the lot of them. I'll walk you through them. We've covered most everybody already, which, again, makes a lot of sense. So, But these are per run the Sims, right? So, I mean, rather than and me kind of, I don't want to say handicap and guessing, whatever. We, I run the program, compared it to the props, look for the biggest outliers, right? So these are your biggest outliers per run the same. That's why we are simming the props. It's Saquon Barkley, over 76 and a half rushing yards. These are all, I, the, the image says minus 115, but I saw minus 112, minus 118. Just call it minus 115. Average. Barkley, over 76 and a half rushing yards. They do have Jacksonville, whose rush D has been pretty good. But the way the Giants are using them, and to the extent that they are, with the ability to hit the home run, I don't think they're going to give up. This, The game script, the line, everything says, Barkley getting fed, and again, the projections just have them at least. I think everyone's at least 10 yards over, if I, if it made it here. Then next up, Josh Jacobs, the, you know, smashest of smash spots. Everybody and their madre going to be on him. The Houston Texan run D is terrible. 11% rush DVOA. They're allowing... Over 164 yards per game on over 32 attempts. That's four and three-quarter line yards, more than five running back yards per attempt. That's going to get you in a lot of trouble. So Jacobs over 81 and a half. Damian Pierce in that same game. His is at 67.5. He is just absolutely, like, absolutely, like, dominating all types of touches and carries. Remember, I did... Uh, ran the last three weeks. Usage, 91% of the team rushes. Yeah, how's that sound? 0.14 EPA per rush is near the top of the board. Almost five yards after contact per rush. Wow, 115 yards per game. And he's getting the goal line snaps. Damian Pierce should go way over 68. You know, the Texans are going to try and keep the Raiders' offense off the field. So expect them to run, especially up front. And then all the wide receivers, kind of we mentioned before, it's Pittman for the Colts at 68.5. Cooper for the Browns at 55.5. Nice low bar there. And then... C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys at 73 and a half. Again, I mean, a lot of these caps would sound very similar. 
right? We're talking about high usage guys. Who did we talk about? We didn't talk about CD Lamb. So here, CD Lamb, this is year to date. 99% of dropbacks, he runs a wrap. That's pretty good. 95% of snaps, nearly 200 routes, earning 60 targets. These are all team leads by a mile and a half. 33 receptions for 409 yards. 33% of the team targets. 39.5% of the team air yards. 31% target per route run. 2.12 yards per route run. That is near the top of the league lead. And they actually mix him up. He has more than 40% of his snaps in the slot. So it's a really good spot for our really good players you know i always i'm always into that right we want to see mixed usage in case they wind themselves up in like a bad matchup or just some like schematic problems or there's a fault on the line that ends up hurting that side of the field remember there's a lot of moving pieces that's why football so hard to predict again we're always kind of punch trying to punch the counter punch we know the lions pasty is just flat out Bad 24% pass DVOA. I think that might be worst in the league. Allowed more than 261 yards per game, almost 12 yards per completion. And Lamb getting all the usage stats. So the six pack again, quick wrap up. It's Barkley over it needs 77. Jacobs needs 82. And Pierce needs 68. Those are on the ground. Pittman needs 69. Nice. Cooper needs 56. And Lamb needs 74. Those are through the air. Um, Something else, excuse me. Sorry about that. Something else before we get out of here really quick that someone sharp mentioned me, which I do get because they mentioned going with bigger tickets and then thinking about juice and how much you have to bet in order to break even, right? And the six-pack, you might want to kind of do the math on this and just run round robins of three or four. I'm going to have to do the math my, myself. But there's probably a fine-tune, you can probably fine-tune the dials where you could make this a bit simpler instead of all six and open up the pathway for like the big smash in case we do you know hit like if you hit four if you have a round robin set for four out of six you're going to cash at four out of six right you got to do the math but you will cash four out of six but that would also open up the pathway if you hit the five or six for the big pay opposed to if you bet six singles and hit you know three of them you actually lose Right, so if you hit four of them, it's going to be close. You need five out of six anyway, right? So if you need five out of six to bang them straight, this is the thinking, right? If you need five out of six to hit profit straight, you might as well go four out of six if you can get to four out of six for a round robin. So there's just a little bit of thinking. Again, play with the dials, be malleable, but just remember, number one thing, more betting doesn't mean more risking. You know, in this age of fractional betting where you could kind of bet like cents on stuff, that's how I started. You know, I literally started from zero betting the minimums. You know, earning percentages. Same thing I did for Jock Book. I took a $20 free promo. It's up into the thousands. Just doing the same thing. You, I know it's very hard. No one wants to start from the beginning, but that's how you do it. You start slow, you start smart, and you make your way up, clicking up the, you know, mountain like the uh, the climber in Price is Right. And that will do it. Once I'm yodeling, the show is officially off the rails. Thank you so much for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. If you really thought the show was awesome, five-star review is the compliment of all compliments. But I will take a like button because if you like the show and the free info that we're putting out there, you know, that's the best way to say thanks in this world that we live in. You know, to press a cartoon finger, stick it right up inside me. And I think that is it. Man, is there another show with more stoof, more of the stuff I don't know. If there is, let me know, and I will turn up the dial once again. <laughs> All right, that'll, that will, after this time, we're getting out of here. 
Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we are done with the book, enjoy that pay, man. Make sure you download that Jock Mocking app. Get on a free cash and get the penny stock, guys. People are doing it. I'm seeing the green screens. I absolutely love it. I'm telling you, there's edge in Jock Market that can't be found in those 19 par lays. So remember, when you work this hard, man, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Enjoy the weekend. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.